Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Cop Strategist, an F1 podcast with me, your host, Leon. And we're back. And again, we've had a bit of a week off, no race weekend last weekend. However, we have been super busy with some rugby world cup games, but very excited to be back on the podcast. Very excited to be back at a race weekend and very excited to bring some F1 content to everyone. So where we headed this weekend on the international circuits, we I had to Qatar at the Lucille international circuit. Um, this is the second time that F1 will be racing at Qatar. Um, and it's a pretty big weekend. The last race weekend, the last time after we had Red Bull finalizing the constructors championship, um, and winning the constructors. And this weekend, more than likely, we'll very much expect, as it pains me to say, that Max Verstappen become the driver's champion. Um, and very strangely enough, he can actually do this in the sprint race on Sunday by finishing sixth or higher in the sprint race on Saturday. And in classic Max Verstappen style, not winning any championship as simply and easily or in a kind of non-controversial manner um he will be the first person ever to win a championship on a saturday um that's obviously just because of the sprint race um but i guess it would be max verstappen winning in different ways it was max verstappen so speaking of qatar and the lasalle international circuit uh, as i mentioned it's only the second time that formula one is racing at qatar um but difficult to find any interesting facts or anything about the track. So I thought I'd just give a little bit of a background to the track as it was quite a new circuit for me as I didn't actually watch the Grand Prix in 2021. First time we went there. Not a new circuit for me, which is quite exciting. A new track to learn. New kind of corners, overtake zone, all of that. Figure out which will be super But it's not a brand new circuit at LaSalle. Um, so... So 2004, they did host MotoGP races. Um, so for four years, it was a day race. And then from 2008 onward, they started racing at night, subsequent days with the heat. Um, and then in 2021, it was announced that they've got a 10-year Formula One deal. So Formula One made its debut in Qatar in 2021. Um, obviously, there was no race last year in 2022 because of the Football World Cup being held in Qatar. Um, but kind of since that first race where pole position was won by Lewis Hamilton and winner of the race as well, the layout has not changed, but it has been resurfaced that race, the 21, there's now a new pit paddock, pit lane, new pit paddock. Um, so it is obviously expanding like a lot of growth in, oh, I guess in the East in Asia, kind of Middle East kind of developing or sporting stadiums, racing circuits, tracks. And yeah, so in terms of the circuit itself, it's fast and flowing track. It's got a lot of medium and high speed corners, um, not so much heavy braking. And then there's a super long main straight uh, with DRS, one of the main overtaking areas, I would assume. Um, And yeah, I guess kind of looking forward, looking ahead to the weekends, this week and last week in the build-up uh, with a week off. Again, not much 
really happening again the only kind of big thing that we're waiting to kick off and to happen is who's going to get that final seat left on the grid which is the second seat in the Williams team um, a lot of chatter at the moment around Logan Sargent and we mentioned it on the previous podcast how he started the season relatively well but last couple of races has not been Logan's best and he's been putting the car in the wall quite a bit costing the team quite a bit of money so pressure's really on Logan Sargent to kind of fall, not just share and Harvard for the rest of the season. Make that seat theirs and keep that. I guess around that, there's a little bit of talk about potential replacements for Logan Sargent and who is going to get that seat. So I'm still backing that Williams will keep Logan Sargent, I think, with James Files' vision for the team and how they're looking to build into the future. Potentially replacing him with another rookie would just seem like a backward step. Um... Logan's only going to get better with experience, so I can't see, for example, a Teo Porsche from F2 coming in if he wins the F2 championship. He can't race in F2 anymore. I can't see someone like him, even though he is contracted as a alpha driver. I can't see someone like him coming into the team. In my eyes, Williams would just be taking a backward step in terms of getting another rookie in the car and starting that whole process all over again. We also then have Felipe Dragovic being spoken about on the table. Um, obviously, reserve drive for Aston Martin. Had a drive when Lance was injured out of the car. Again, he's got a little bit more experience. Um, also did fantastically well in F2. Potentially could happen. Um, reserve drivers always on the lookout for a seat. But again, I would think based on the experience and getting a year under the belt and getting used to the car, I would still take Logan Sargent over Felipe Drakovic, I think. I don't know if that's biased, but Logan Walden. Um, And I guess that leaves us with Liam Lawson, obviously, but they're disappointed to not get a seat in Alpha Tari for next year. Um, but there's quite a lot of talk about Liam Lawson going to Williams, which is not unheard of as a Red Bull driver. We've seen this with Alex Albon getting loaned to Williams' team, Mercedes engine, from Red Bull. Quite strange. I don't know, again, how that fits into Williams's goal and long-term plan that James Vile has the vision for this team to bring in a Red Bull team driver on loan. That doesn't give you any sort of prosperity or longevity into the future. Um, I think Liam Lawson deserves a seat. I would more likely see Liam Lawson ending up in a Red Bull car, one of the four next year, especially with Sergio Perez only having next year on his contracts and with how he's been performing we know that he could get pulled at any time could Daniel Ricciardo then get called up into Red Bull if that happens then it opens up a seat in AlphaTauri again also Daniel Ricciardo and Yuki Tsunoda will soon have one year extensions for next year so I never see him Liam Lawson sticking to that reserve driver for next year and then coming into a Red Bull car for the 2025 season Speaking of Liam Lawson and Daniel Ricciardo, um, there was quite a cute moment on social media with Daniel Ricciardo FaceTiming Liam Lawson to let him know he would allow him to have one more weekend in the car. So we expect Daniel Ricciardo to be back for Cota, Circuit of the Americas, and American Grand Prix, which was next on the schedule. Um, that means Liam Lawson gets another chance this weekend at Qatar. So, show what he's made of, and he's taken... The opportunity with both hands in my opinion um so but very much looking forward to getting daniel back in the car and seeing what he could do 
the last five races of the season. And I guess last of the off-track news, we've got looking ahead to Mexico and Abu Dhabi races. There's a noun as part of every team. You have to have a rookie running in one free practice session a year. Um, the Ferrari junior driver, Oli Berman, has been announced that he'll get to be an FP1 session in both Mexico and Abu Dhabi, which is pretty cool for him. That'll be his first experience in an F1 car. Um, so he'll be taking those practice sessions for the half team. And then, I guess, looking ahead to the actual race action for the weekend. So as I mentioned earlier, this weekend is a sprint weekend in Qatar. That's the first sprint race of the season that'll be at night under lights. Um, just a quick recap for those who don't know or just how the word weekend is going to work for the sprint weekend. A little bit different to your normal race weekend on Friday. We're obviously going to have a practice session in the morning and then in the evening or the nights on Friday, we'll have qualifying, which will be to set the Sunday grid, so the grid for the main race. And then on Saturday, we have an isolated event all on Saturday for sprints weekend so sprint weekend we'll have a sprint shootout and then we'll have the sprint race so a third of the distance um and yeah so first practice on the friday and the sprint shootouts will run in the daytime so not really representative of the conditions of the track but obviously then the main race on sunday and the sprint race will be run at night and under the lights so we can expect that the sprint race will be a lot more representative of what we can expect on sunday more so than anything on Friday. Um, I guess now with the constructors wrapped up in Red Bull, locking that in, I guess most of the on-track action is going to look at Max Verstappen on Saturday, probably winning the world title. And then kind of all we have left of the season is the battle for the rest of the places in the constructors championship. So we've got the battle for second and third, which is currently between Mercedes and Ferrari. So Obviously, the higher you f- position you finish, the more money you get, more investment toward the research for the next year's cars. So, Ferrari and Mercedes is looking like the really kind of juicy battle for the rest of the year after we wrap up Red Bull and Max Verstappen winning their titles respectively. So, currently, Mercedes are in second on 305 points and Ferrari 20 points behind that on 285. Um, and they've looked pretty close to match over the last couple of race weekends and I expect that to continue right to the end of the season, I would expect that that battle for second will go to Abu Dhabi, which is quite exciting. And obviously I'm hoping just put ahead and keep closing that gap, um, to Mercedes. And then I guess further down from that, we have the battle for fourth and fifth, um, probably not going to be as juicy as the Ferrari Mercedes one, but between Aston Martin and McLaren, um, we obviously had Aston Martin coming shooting out the gates at the beginning of the season. Um, and it just looks like their car has gone backwards every race weekend. I don't know if it's the teams catching up at a quicker rate or it's their development not being fast enough or a bit of both. Um, so currently Aston are in fourth and Mercedes are in fifth. There's a 49-point gap. But with that McLaren car at the moment, Back-to-back podium, Lando Norris, a double podium for their last time out, Oscar getting his first podium. And that Aston Martin going backwards, as I mentioned, Lance Stroll doesn't look like he even wants to finish in the points to help his team out. So it's pretty much 
Fernando Alonso against two very quick McLaren cars and two very quick drivers, Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. So I could imagine in kind of after the Circuit of Americas, that point difference could pretty much be zero. McLaren might even have overtaken Aston by that point. Um, so we'll see. And so that's what we got to look forward to this weekend, a sprint race on the lights. Potentially another world championship title to Max Verstappen. Probably going to happen. And then that battle for second down to fifth. And with that and Max Verstappen's inevitable world championship this weekend, I guess we can dive into my predictions. Um, so pole position for... So I'm qualifying on Friday. Pole position for the race. I've just got to go Max Verstappen. I mean, I, especially with how dominant he was last time out after being so poor in Singapore, coming back and just absolutely dominating. I could see Max Verstappen putting it on pole um, and then also winning the sprint race as well. Um, I don't think Max would want to have it any other way to become the world title, get his world championship, his third one. I don't think he wants to do that by finishing sixth or fifth or fourth. I think he wants to be on that top step, even though it's a sprint race weekend, to be on the top step of the podium, to be crowned world champion with winning the sprint race. So i am got my money on Max to be the sprint winner. In terms of the main race on Sunday, uh, I'm going to go Charles Leclerc in third on the podium. Um, Ferrari looked good. I'm basing this off of very limited knowledge on the Qatar track and how it's going to work, but... If I think about the high-speed corners and being at night and how well Ferrari performed at a track like Singapore under the lights at night with those temperatures, they were really, really good and look good in Singapore. So I'm hoping to re- they can replicate that and Charles can finish third. In second, I'm going to go for Lando Norris. He's just on such a hot streak at the moment. Looks so composed behind the wheel. And as the drivers say, that McLaren is an absolute rocket ship at the moment. And I guess to wrap up his championship weekend, I'm going to go Max Verstappen to win the race again and pretty comfortably. I do think that he'll pull away and win the race quite comfortably, as mentioned. And I can see Lando, Charles, Carlos, Oscar, and the Mercedes all kind of being in a fight for those last two positions on the podium. But in summary, Max Verstappen first on Sunday, Lando second, and Charles Leclerc third. And... Onto my wildcard event of the weekend. Again, no logic behind this, just pure, and it's a hope, I guess, and I know this is my bias towards wanting Logan Sargent to do well. But I'm not only going to just say that Logan Sargent is going to get points this weekend, I'm going to go for both Williams to be in the points. So there's a little loophole in this. I've said both Williams to get points this weekend. So because there are two days of points available, both in the sprint race on Saturday and the main race on Sunday, I'm going to say that over the course of the weekend, I'm predicting that both Alex Albon and Logan Sargent will both get points. And that'll be Logan Sargent getting his first points in Formula 1 and putting his hand up to say, I want this Williams seat. Prove the haters wrong. And hopefully pull away and get those points secured to, as I say, lock in that seat for next season. And then we don't have to worry about these rumors and who is going to be racing for Williams next year anymore um and as always I guess just before finishing off the last bit of the show uh the tasty Sunday treat has not yet been planned 
So we'll have a bit of a surprise on Sunday. We'll talk about it in the review and obviously be up with socials again. So that'll come as a surprise on Sunday. Probably comes as a surprise to me as well as I haven't landed or thought through just yet. Um, but yeah, looking forward to tomorrow practice, qualifying, Saturday shootouts, and then Sunday main race. So as ever, thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Please follow us on our social pages on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, the Cloud Strategist F1 podcast. And thank you as always for listening and have a great weekend. And we'll talk on Sunday. Cheers for now. And have a great weekend. And we'll talk on Sunday. Cheers for now. <laughs>